0: It might get loud. It might light a fire within you. It's all hands on deck. Freedom! Now, for your listening pleasure, 94.9 News Now presents Mean Chet Martin, the Long Island redneck Brian Bro, and fearless C.V. Burton. This is Freedom on Deck.
1: Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Freedom on Deck on 94.9 News Now and Stimulating Talk. Me and Chet Martin here with you today. And by my side, the fearless one himself, Mr.
2: C.V. Burton. The dogs will have their day, and it will come suddenly and overwhelmingly. Rough, rough. <laughs> All right. <laughs>
1: Uh, Brian is working overtime so Brian's not here today we got it we just got the text from him a little while ago actually so he's on
2: assignment to be
1: quite on right. assignment and he was making fun of my uh, my second uh, pick for the topics and then all of a sudden he couldn't come on so because uh-huh. uh, it was kind of predictable right so mm-hmm. that's uh, that's one thing freedom on deck never is is predictable. We do yes. have a good show up for you today. First guest in segment three is going to be Daniel Banya. Now, he's from Slate Ridge. You're going to have to listen to the interview to understand what this is all about. Here's a guy that's had everything taken from him. Um, he's basically on lockdown in his own property out of fear of being arrested in Vermont. And you're going to want to hear the story. It, it, it coincides a lot with like a lot of what's going on with January 6th and the uh, arrestees, and just the abuse from our federal government. So you're going to want to hear that. And then in segment five, we have Paul Sutliff, author of The Cancer of Civilization, Jihad, and Religious Scholar, coming on to talk about the fact, and most people don't know this, Yale and Harvard have classes teaching everyone about the rules of jihad, now, it, you're going to want to hear about this too. This is all being cleared by Hamas, by the way. Yikes. Hamas has a foothold in our universities, our biggest universities. As they say, Harvard controls the world and Yale controls the country. Well, Hamas is involved with both of those schools. So, we're going to have to uh, dig into this and it's not going to be one that we want to miss, CV, but we're going to we're going to really start with something everybody's talking about. Um, House Republicans moving to hold Hunter Biden in contempt, um, along with news that's kind of been barraging us uh, with some really good specs of Donald Trump leading in seven swing states, the impeachment of Joe Biden going forward, and now everything – that has to do with Hunter Biden being held in contempt. And then he held his uh, little charade of a press conference. Um, first, I'll come to you, C.V., about the presser. Did you watch any of that? And what did you make of it?
2: Yes, I watched it. It was pathetic. He shows up at the Senate when he's supposed <laughs> to be at the House. So he's I know just as confused as his old man. And then he sits there and he's a. Uh, He's blaming MAGA patriots for all his ills and as if his father's regime is not going after Trump for political purposes. I mean, give me a break. Project much, Hunter? And he's the poster child for arrested development. The kid has never grown <laughs> up. <laughs> he's never grown up. And they you know, have the goods on him. They have the goods on him. That's why he, he won't take any questions. He says, I'm here. People are saying... Where's Hunter? Where's Hunter? Well, I'm right here, and I'm going to answer questions. And then he starts walking away from the podium, and the reporters are asking him <laughs> questions, and he won't answer. And then he doesn't even show up at the house to take anybody's questions either. He just skipped town. Well, he failed to comply with a subpoena. I mean, <laughs> I know.
1: you know, for 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 what it is, man, he, he defied lawful subpoenas. Now, to initiate contempt of Congress proceedings, uh, Reps Corner and Jim Jordan said in a statement, we will not provide special treatment because his last name is Biden. Uh, Hunter Biden was slated to appear for a deposition as part of the ongoing House impeachment inquiry into the allegations of public corruption by his father. Um, He did appear on Capitol Hill. It was for a deposition seeking of the Senate side of the U.S. Capitol, conveniently outside the jurisdiction of the House, a defiant Hunter went forward and and held his little presser. Uh, the fact of the matter is, for him to show up, give you a couple little ho hums, and then walk away, you know, and then and then for the media to make the uh, to promulgate the idea that this is all being done in order to impeach his father and to make the Bidens look bad is absolutely mind numbing to me. They've gone four years without really much of anything happening over the laptop from hell. Yeah. Uh, All the other all the other misguided transgressions that the Bidens have had when it comes to Chinese companies, when it comes to Companies in the Ukraine where they've sat on boards and they've put money into offshore accounts and all the evidence that's piled up against the Biden family, including Joe, including his brother, including Hunter. The list goes on and on and on. And for four years where Donald Trump was in office until they Uh, unlawfully took him out and robbed the election from us. He couldn't go one day before he was even in office, C.V., they were putting out hit pieces on Donald J. Trump prior for him setting foot into the White House. There wasn't one day that man had peace. There wasn't one day his family had peace. We know what they did to his children. We know when they cornered them and and had them make depositions unlawfully. Now the Bidens are are crying foul.
2: It just rings so hollow to me. I know, especially when you see Donald Trump, who's way ahead in every poll for this coming election, which is only 11 months away. And there's four indictments against him. One in Georgia, one in Florida, one in D.C., and one in New York. Um, they're coming after him with both barrels— and it's all political because they could have done this 3 years ago but they timed it for yeah. this election everybody knows that so for hunter to say this is political is pure projection and we know that obama is really pulling the strings here we know that joe biden doesn't know what day it is doesn't know where he is he's taking a nap right now i'm sure you know he has an iv in his arm cuz they don't want to you know they don't want him to be dehydrated You know, who knows what they put in that IV to keep him uh, sedated. And Obama's running things. and And I predicted back in 2012 that Obama would never leave office peacefully. And he did not leave office peacefully. He served out another four years. And then at the end of that, when he was handing the baton over to Donald Trump, he was acting all polite and congenial, shaking his hand, wishing him success. We know it was all BS. And uh, right away, he sicked the FBI on Donald Trump. They were spying on him since 2015. Almost an entire decade, they're still spying on him. Still to this day. And they're still trying to frame him, just like Russia collusion. How did Russia collusion work out for you? You uh, FBI fed assets that are all over the place, including January 6th in the crowd over there. Everything you do is a lie. The left cannot get ahead in this world without stealing, cheating, killing, and framing people. It's all they do.
1: And the, and you, your point about Obama is so true. They say it was a peaceful transition. Why? Because the media hid what he was doing. Because everything that, that he did, including spying on at the time a presidential candidate, was done in the shadows And now that it's all come out, nobody talks about it anyway, but when Donald Trump wants to actually prove his innocence over something that's – we're going to talk about this later with Rudy Giuliani – with something where they're trying to say that he was manipulating the results. I mean, it it could be anything from the truth. It's so far away from the truth because it's exactly what they always point at their enemies to say what they're doing. It's always and they're great at doing it. And that's the reason that Barack Obama was able to do exactly what you're saying. He was he was actually he was actually able to maintain power the whole time. And now he still has that power. CV.
2: I know, and it's gonna, his chickens are gonna come home to roost, and it's gonna be suddenly. And that's the mark of the hand of God, because it says throughout the Bible that destruction will come upon the evil, the wicked doers, those who plot against the innocent, will be sudden, and their calamity will come suddenly. You know, you might wait a while, but when it does come, it'll come suddenly. It was like Wednesday, we had a small taste of that this past week we uh, several things came about that was good news for the maga movement and i'm going to end it there because we're running up against the clock
1: we are speaking of that our next segment's going to be about that uh, jack smith don't go anywhere freedom on deck on 949 news now and stimulating vote 949 News Now and stimulating talk. All right, guys, the Supreme Court on Wednesday agreed to hear a lawsuit involving the Biden Justice Department's 1512. Two charges used against January 6 defendants. The higher court's decision on the unconstitutional DOJ charges used against January 6ers may impact the special counsel Jack Smith's case against Trump. Uh, Scotus will hear Fisher versus United States, the lawsuit questioning the unconstitutional unconscion- 1512C, two charges used by the Biden Department of Justice to abuse, abuse and punish January 6 protesters who came to Washington D.C. to protest the stolen 2020 election. The case involves three January 6 defendants: Jake Lang, who we recently just had on. Uh, who have reported and extensively hear that Garrett Miller, who pleaded guilty to 11 other criminal charges and was sentenced in February, and Joseph Fisher, who like Lang, continued to await trial. The court will hear Fisher versus United States, a January 6th case challenging the scope of section 1512, which criminalizes obstruction of an official proceeding. Two of the four charges President Trump faces in his D.C. case involve 1512 C2, former federal prosecutor Will Scharf said. And uh, this is a huge deal. This is coming from uh, Mr. Scharf himself. This is a huge deal with potentially major ramifications for many January 6th defendants, as well as President Donald J. Trump. Uh, Scharf is one of Trump's attorneys. Now, TV. Um, This looks like it could lead to something good. I'm always very careful with getting too excited, um, but I would love to see all of these individuals finally get their fair shake at a trial. As we know, they Mm. went a thousand days without a trial to begin with. Jake Lang uh, was was abused, uh, all sorts of horrible things that happened with these three individuals. But it could also help uh, President Donald Trump.
2: Yes, the Supreme Court could easily throw this case out, rule in favor of Trump, and all the political dissonance now languishing in solitary confinement, like Jake Lang, whom you had on last week, which was a great interview, by the way. I never told you that. But Thank it was a very great and it was very emotional, too, because it was sad and it totally unconstitutional. You know, our Constitution guarantees every American the right To a speedy trial, you're not supposed to let somebody languish in jail without facing their accusers, not answering for what they're being accused of. It's totally 100% unconstitutional. And the reason they get away with it was because Barack Antichrist signed an executive order that was built upon the Patriot Act, which George Bush put into place. Which yep. we all knew was going to backfire into our faces, American Patriots' faces, and it did. They're spying on every American, and they what what he signed was. Let me get back to the point. Was that anybody who is accused of domestic terrorism in our country, even there, even if they're an American citizen, if they're even accused, and they aren't con- even convicted, their constitutional rights can be suspended suspended that means they don't have any constitutional rights. That's why they are allowed to let uh, up to 2,000 people we don't know the actual number they won't tell us the actual number but we I've heard there is at least about 2,000 people languishing in solitary confinement in those DC gulags and they never get to see the inside of a court a courtroom and that interview right. that you had with, Jake Lang was proof of that. He has never even been allowed to respond to the accusations. This guy has the cleanest record on earth. Yeah, I don't even think he's ha- he ha- he's had a parking ticket, and he's in there for a thousand days. And you yeah. know, when he went in there, he's twenty-five. He's twenty-eight now. It's sick.
1: It is sick, and you know that interview too. And uh, Lee Elsie also had him that week as well. And their interview was cut, I think, once. But when I had uh, Jake on, it cut off seven times. Wow. Now, during the interview, if you were listening, I had to edit that thing together. And uh, you can hear there was some audio yeah. where it kind of had me cutting in and out. That was because it kept going, you know, and he did apologize. I don't think it was his fault Um it's his, his girlfriend's cell phone, and then it transmits the call to us. Right. So that's how that worked. But it kept going in and out. And he was said, well, I, I think they're probably trying to squash
2: my interviews. Yeah. They, and, know um, that that they don't want this out. They don't want this to come out into right. the public.
1: And, and the thing is, you know, this prosecutor, or uh, I guess you could call him uh, prosecutor Jack Smith, who yeah. – Put all these frivolous charges against Donald J. Trump. I got to tell you, you just look at the guy, and I—I I know I say this a lot, but there's something really slimy about this oh, guy. Oh yeah. I mean, he's got the pock face, and he's got mm. the the sleazy little beard that won't grow all the way in. It kind of <laughs> is just really spotty. <laughs> <laughs> and I, General Zod.
2: General Zod, I call him. Yeah, he looks like General
1: Zod. From
2: the 70s. He looks like, General Zod, yep.
1: And he's probably about just as good of a guy as General Zod. Right. But hopefully we can... What did What did Superman put him in? The Neververse? It was that... Uh,
2: uh, that thing that, that was flat and it would spin around. Can we put Jack Smith in one of those? CV? That would be good. Destruction is going to come suddenly. And on the same day that... The Supreme Court weighed in on this or say they said they were going to weigh in on this. That's a good signal when you think about it. That's a that's a good signal because some people were saying, I don't think the Supreme Court is even going to weigh in on these Trump indictments. They're just going to let them throw the book on him improperly, unconstitutionally on these trumped up charges. And they're not going to they're not going to weigh in. But they're signaling that they will weigh in. And that is a very good thing that that happened Wednesday And also on Wednesday, I heard that a whistleblower complaint was uh, delivered to the Justice Inspector General's office, alleging that Mm -hmm. Jack Smith, the special prosecutor pursuing Donald Trump, was engaged in in an extortion scheme while he was working at the International Court of Justice. And what he was doing was he was trying to frame certain people he was... Trying to put away, you know, he they, he's the attack dog. And yeah. whoever these people were, I didn't look that deep into it, but whoever these people were, he was sent there just like he He's was sent, the
1: messenger, I know. Yeah, just yeah, like yeah, he he's was sent to no, destroy Donald
2: Trump. He was sent to destroy these people and he was setting up a plot to get them to bribe, trying to elicit a bribe so that they could accuse them of, of trying to bribe away these charges and it didn't work yeah. out, and it, this is just one example. It didn't work out in one case, so, so Smith called this guy, and he says, I'm not happy that the bribe thing didn't work out, and so now to earn your trust with this operation, you'll have to donate, quote-unquote, more than $400,000 to a black fund used by the prosecutor's office. This is exactly mm-hmm. what I was talking about last week, how they use yeah. these charity organizations as launderings, as laundromats oh, to yeah. move money into their own pockets because they don't have to disclose who is donating the money so he would donate the money they don't have to disclose it and he just goes in there and takes the money and puts it in his back pocket because it, this is an, uh, this is a charity organization run by him cuz he's the prosecutor's office
1: nothing more than a ponzi scheme yeah. it's 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 embarrassing That You know, all these prosecutors, all these judges, they're all so political. They're all such hacks. And then when you look into their background, you find all this dirt, like you're talking about with this whistleblower incident with Jack Smith. That'll come to light more and more. And it's not a surprise because all of them do this. And it seems like they know that these people are dirty yeah. when they put them into these positions of power, and especially when it comes to trying to go after Donald J. Trump. But they don't care because they figure, well, what the hell? They're dirty anyway. We're dirty. Everyone's dirty. The media will cover up for us. Yeah. That's what
2: it is. But it's coming back to bite them on the ass because— It's all coming out. The whistleblowers, the contempt charges on Biden, all this evidence against Joe Biden. You know, Hunter and various other family members were sending money to their father to the tune of millions of dollars coming from these Chinese-run companies and corporations and Ukraine. Sending into the big guy. And other places in the in, uh, and other places in, the, in the world.
1: What, what do they call him? Pedo Peter in the uh, emails? Yep. Because Pedo Peter is
2: the big guy. And 10% to the big guy, which Frank Gaffney, who you've had on the show several times, suggested mm-hmm. that the big guy getting 10% is not Joe Biden. Joe Biden is getting 50%, but the big guy gets 10%. Who's the big guy? Barack Antichrist. Oh. That's what he says. There you go.
1: There you go. I believe it too. Listen, Daniel Banya from Slate Ridge on the line with us. Don't miss this interview. Freedom on deck, 94.9, news now, and stimulating talk. Welcome back to Freedom on Deck on 94.9 News Now and Stimulating Talk, Fox News Radio. On the line, we have Daniel Banya, who has had his life turned upside down. His private property became a source of controversy in 2017 when Daniel developed Slate Ridge in Vermont. Now, the story itself is so mind-numbing to me. I'm just going to allow Daniel to come on and explain to everybody exactly what happened back in 2017 to present day. Daniel, first of all, thank you for giving us some time. Uh, we appreciate it.
3: Yes. Thank you for having me. Um, you know, it's been a a really, uh, tumultuous situation. I have, uh, got myself into here. You know, I, I want to start by saying, you know, something that has some, has some comical value to my story. You know, I see this land, um, 30 acres in the middle of thousands of acres of undeveloped land uh, mountainous terrain um, if you google image or satellite image of my property you'll see i'm literally in the middle of nowhere you know I, I go to buy this land you know the stereotypical adult or future homeowner would go and look at you know how's the taxes how's the crime rate how's the schools you know an additional bracket would have been you know how's the people are they racist are they are they prejudiced are they biased are they evil and unfortunately i checked off all the wrong boxes uh prior to purchasing my property because i'm in this uh really tough situation with having my constitutional rights and civil liberties uh allowed on my private property
1: so let let's uh let's discuss exactly what happened you purchased this property now, you, you built, a, I believe, a gun range on the property, is this where the problem started for you?
3: Yes. I mean, I, I, I like to oftentimes really advocate the totality of the story, kind of this Trojan horse that started and opened up. Um, I bought the land in 2013 and I immediately put up a gate, you know, I have a driveway that's over a quarter mile long. so to kind of restrict or or mitigate the egress onto my land i put a gate up um you know some locals in the community this hewlett family you know they were really opposed to the gate they were really opposed to my kind they were really opposed to this you know control like how dare you put a gate up to prevent people from entering your property um while it may not be of much concern or value to the listener i mean this is uh you know, obviously illustrated in my federal second circuit case. This is what started the problem in the community, right? Buying
1: my land, paying for my land and starting by putting up a gate. So once you constructed the gate, they already had it out for you is what you're saying.
3: Yes. I mean, you know, months later, you know, very, uh, you know, threatening and, you know, um, criminal intent from these folks. They actually demolished the gate, took the gate down. Um, destroyed the gate and, you know, warned me not to put another gate up. But, um, you know, this Hewlett family is a a prominent, affluent, uh, you know, um, component of the community and basically what their word is and what they say goes. So that really set the the monotone of my problems.
2: Daniel,
1: let's get into Slate Ridge. When you developed Slate Ridge, created Slate Ridge. How did that all transform to this big controversy in which they wanted you to take down... Uh, buildings that you developed for Slate Ridge, and to this day now, uh, problems with your ability to farm and to harvest on your own property.
3: Yeah, great question. So, you know, I permitted it for a building 20 by 30. You know, many people that live in these much larger homes into mansions know that a 20 by 30 square uh, building is is a nominal amount of square feet. and, And and not effective to the community. It wasn't even you weren't even able to see it from Google images. But I built this building right as a school building. I, I permitted it as a school through the state. I permitted it as an educational facility through the state. And what I wanted to do is foster an environment for all people. Uh, whether you were uh, a person of color whether you were um you know straight gay jew gentile it didn't make a difference mm-hmm. and i built this little building so that the the fundamentals of firearm safeties could start in, in 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 an academic environment right in a little classroom so people could learn get over some safe you know get over some safety hurdles get proficient and then go out to this range that i built so that people could shoot their firearms safely, effectively, and with a, a highly environmental concern behind
1: it. What was their reasoning for going after your facility? Was it a noise issue? Was it a sound pollution? What did they come after you with? Because from what I understand, you did take down the buildings. Is that correct? Are they still, are they still intact?
3: no so you are correct i was forced uh, against my free will for the threat of incarceration Um, and definitely if people read the minimus which is also known as arrest warrant you know it was an uh, uh, infinite incarceration that the evaluation according to the judge judge thomas durkin would be evaluated annually Um, i took down the building i demolished the building i had to demolish the shooting facade and I had to demolish uh, my ranges, along with many other agriculturally approved livestock, um, you know, dependent things such as a silo, their shelter, their housing, their food source, etc.
1: Why did that coincide with the range? I mean, I'm assuming that it in, initially the problem probably stemmed from the range. So why did that sp- uh, spread onto everything else that you had developed in your in your uh, private property?
3: Great. So the judge, this Thomas Durkin, um, you know, is is a really radical anti-gun individual. Um, he spoke very specifically in, you know, a 100-page document. He said that for the chicken coop, the lanterns that were on, on the side of the chicken coop resembled the exact architectural features as the lantern on the schoolhouse. Oh. So he said the chicken coop was either tactical or gun-related. He furthermore went on to say that the sheep shack, you know, the sheep run in, is what houses the animals during inclement weather in the evening. Yep. He said that because he did not see enough manure or enough tree rubbings, it indicated that that was not used for something agriculture and something for firearms. And then our goat milking parlor, we had one of those comical signs, you know, uh, insured by Winchester, funerals by Kubota. I don't
1: know. If yeah. You Okay. Yep.
3: So we had one of those up on the side of this, you know, um, older barn. And the judge said that through his Stephen King readings, that that directly affiliated that barn with, you know, this radical firearms culture, this radical Second Amendment, you know, um, Position and, um, you know, in Vermont, a god is equivalent to God, uh, excuse me, a judge is equivalent to God. So, when yeah. these judges, you know, come down with these really tyrannical and uh, very, very overreaching, egregious uh, motions, you know, the average Vermonter just says, Okay, we'll roll over, we'll do whatever you say, you're like God. Um, I want to defend my rights, and uh, I proceeded with, um, you know, the appellate courts.
1: So what is your situation now? Um, you are – are you locked down on your property? What—what What is – because I've read different things about you. Sure. Um, what is the, What is your daily life like right now for Daniel? What is that like?
3: Yeah, so I, ha- I left the state because the current writ of in calls for any law enforcement to incarcerate me. So to prevent incarceration, I've had to leave the state. I've had to abandon – My land, for lack of better words, you know, I've had to vacate. Um, My life is currently very stressful because, you know, I have over 250 different Uh, livestock, different animals on my property, Um, you know, they're birthing and breeding and and growing and and progressing in the agricultural world uh, because the property is originally zoned as agriculture. And it's a a very uh, terrible hardship for the friends and family that are trying to hold down, you know, 250 plus animals, um, you know, with a group work ethic that don't have anywhere near the experience I do.
1: Yeah, so this is this is family and friends helping you out. Now, you know, obviously your story—it's a very—it's de- depressing in a way, but it's good to see somebody like you fighting back and doing what needs to be done in order to push back because this is happening uh, throughout the country where people are having their individual rights taken, uh, especially with private property. We see it happening more and more and more. Now, I want you to be able to tell everybody where they go and check you out. I know there's a GoFundMe page, and but I also want people to be able to read the entire story. Um, how are they able to do that? What is the GoFundMe and anything else you have to share with us, Daniel?
3: So the GoFundMe is probably the most comprehensive. Um, a lot of the support that has you know articulated the truth other than this um, you know very biased uh, censored. Um, ideology inflicting you know uh, media against me you know the media has uh, really you know taken me and dragged me um, through the mud on this situation what we're attempting as I'm doing with you and other national podcast radio stations television channels is really remove the censorship because I just wanted to say that I I really feel that the media and you may agree which used to be like a Tom Brokaw or someone that was from an educational standpoint is now an indoctrination And that has significantly retarded my uh, developments of success. Right? Yep. All
1: right. God bless everybody. That's the one and only Daniel Banya. We want to bring him back sometime soon. We'll keep up with the story. Don't go anywhere. Freedom on deck. Fox News Radio. Deck 949 News Now and stimulating talk. All right, guys, that last guest, Daniel Banya, as he uh tried to give the website out? I do have the website where you can go and help him out if you want to. It's at givesendgo.com. And if you go to givesendgo.com, just look for Stand with Slate Ridge, and that's where you'll find that. So I just wanted to get that information out there for you. This one very disturbing i heard this on the news break friday as a matter of fact cv a 13 year old boy has been charged after sharing plans on social media detailing a mass shooting that targeted an ohio synagogue authorities say the teen who has not been identified due to his age is accused of plotting an attack on temple israel in canton And has been charged with two misdemeanors inducing panic and disorderly conduct his trial is set for december 20th how nice he gets a trial the 13 year old created a detailed plan to complete a mass shooting at a synagogue and posted it on social media messaging platform discord the court documents said uh, law enforcement received a report of the incident that took place Around September 1st sparked an investigation. The threat prompted public individuals and agencies, including the school system, to be notified according to the complaint, which is shared online by local station WKYC." Now, uh, um, this is is something that I find extremely disturbing because they're using the age of this individual. Well, I'm not going to say using it because it is the law that you can't give out information on the individual. I think considering mm-hmm. what we're going through in Israel right now, and and here in the United States of America with Jews being attacked left and right by crazy lefties that just have been brainwashed, and and also uh, Hamas sympathists and Hamas itself, which has a definite footprint here in the United States of America, which sucks. But the 13-year-old CV, I want to know who this kid is. I want to know why he was radicalized, how he was radicalized, and when he was radicalized. And then I want to find out why he was inspired. It it, it takes something more for a 13-year-old to come up with something like this, to go as far as to post it on social media and Discord. It's very disturbing. but. It's not like a 13-year-old kid just somehow comes up with this. This is diabolical. This is disgusting. This is anti-Semitic. This is hate. This is pure hate, which should be identified as pure hate. And we should know, at the very least, what inspired this kid and who he is, in my opinion.
2: Well, the communist doctrine is to co-opt every conduit through which information flows, and that includes our schools, the internet, news media, Hollywood, entertainment, the whole thing. That's where radicalization is coming from. And that's why you see so many crazy kids, particularly in college, college college-age kids, blocking traffic, victimizing other students in college, and from October... Seventh to December seventh, the anti-Semitic incidents have shot up about four hundred percent from from the same period last year. Of and four forty reports were of physical assaults, three hundred thirty-seven vandalism, seven hundred forty-nine verbal or written harassment, nine hundred rallies featuring anti-Semitic rhetoric, expressions of support for terrorism against the state of Israel, and so on. That's only what's reported. A lot of of Jewish people let it slide. They don't report it. They get abused. They suck it up and they go home. They don't talk about it. They don't even bring it up to their parents. So it's on the rise. And you see this uh, race war being ginned up right now. You can see it on Twitter. Now it's called X. You go on Twitter. I can't can't go on Twitter anymore. It's like they're trying to get me aggravated. They're trying to get me mad because it's... you see all these African Americans assaulting and, and try it, it, the the trend is for African Americans to assault your people of European lineage. Yeah. And it's trending all over the place. And don't tell me Barack Antichrist doesn't have his finger in all these pies. I know yeah. he gets off on the carnage. He got off on what happened on October 7th in Israel. He got off on it because he knows he had something to do with it because he gave billions of dollars to Iran. What do, you, what do you think Iran does with those, with a billion dollars? You think they build nice roads and schools yeah. and hospitals? No, they buy weapons. They train terrorists to kill Jews. It's all about trying to do, eliminate Israel off the map. And, you know, I'm sick of people saying the Zionists this and the Zionists that. I'm a proud Zionist. I love Mount Zion. You know why? Because I worship Yahweh, the God of Israel, I follow Messiah Yeshua. Who died for our sins and was risen again? I'm proud of it. You want to call me a Zionism? That's supposed to hurt my feelings when you support Hamas that rapes and kills and tortures children in front of their families. They burn them. They cut off their private parts. They do all these disgusting, sicking things. You can't even describe it. I cried when I heard those these stories. You support that, and I'm supposed to feel ashamed of being a Zionist? Kiss my ass!
1: I had a hard time listening to those stories, too. And I have a hard time with stories like this. And as far as what you're talking about with the trending and the attacking, you want to trend on my ass to be the last mistake you made because what I'll do is I'll introduce you to a friend of mine, and I'll be taking your head off real quick. It'll be the last breath you ever make on this earth. And people need to start fighting back. Yeah. Don't be afraid to stand up for yourself and stand up for your country and your beliefs and stand up for yourself if you're a Jew, a Christian, if you're if you're somebody that is of the faith of the uh God and the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, then stand up for yourself and stand up for your Jewish bro- Jewish brothers. Yeah. I may not be a Jew, but they're my brothers, and I support them 110%, and I always will, and I will always, always stand Mm -hmm. behind the state of Israel. That is never wavering. It's never going to change. You know it as well as I have, CV. We both said it on this program. If you have an issue with the state of Israel, then turn the dial, because we take that very seriously just as well. And almost as much, not as much as our own country here in the United States because we protect our own. Of course, our backyard is our backyard. But when it comes to the vile, depraved manner that the left has, has really descended into, I, I, I just hope that everybody out there, Jew, Gentile, Christian, conservative— even liberal. Start to see what the hell is going on in your backyard and identify where you should be kicking uh, the can around. Right? Because it's here. We are the, I don't want to say the party, we are the side that you should be with because we're the ones that are going to stand with you and stand up for you when push comes to shove. Uh, I think we're going to see a lot more of that, Stevie. I really do
2: and to be a child of god is not to be discriminatory to anybody including muslims because a muslim could come around and repent and follow god and become a child of god just like you in fact the apostle paul absolutely the apostle paul said do not you gentiles do not get all arrogant over the jews who are were taken out of the tree Because they could easily be grafted right back on the tree. The natural branches could be grafted right back on. And you could be the one cut out next time. Because God's able to do anything. So just because the Jewish people, by and large, don't have that faith in Messiah as we do, does not mean that they won't in the future. That they won't come around. So don't get all arrogant over over people who don't believe. It's not your job to say who gets to go to heaven or, or who gets to go to hell. It's not your job. It's God's job. It's God's call. One more thing. Why the hell
1: is the left so involved with religion right now? They don't believe in religion. They hate it. They yeah. hate They hate God. Why the hell are they even trying to be heard right. on this?
2: All these, it means nothing to them. All these trans and lesbians and gays are all supportive of Hamas all of a sudden. Go over there in the Middle East and see how they'll treat you. I'll send them. See how they treat gays in in the Middle East over there. They'll throw you off the top of a building. MAGA patriots don't do that. MAGA patriots accept everybody with open arms, whether you're gay, lesbian, or whatever. As long as you love your country, we accept you with open arms. They don't do that over there in the Middle East. No. Hamas doesn't do that. No. They'll stone you. Yeah, but keep on fighting for them
1: because, yeah, it's a... it's a tangled web we weave. Listen, Paul Sutliff coming up. He's going to have a lot to say about the very same thing we're talking about. Don't go anywhere. Freedom on Deck on 94.9 News Now and Stimulated.
0: And if I make it to the wall side, I'll be sure to write you a note
1: to Freedom on Deck on 94.9 News Now and Stimulating Talk. Alright, well, it's been a while since he's been on the show. Uh, Self-described and described on this program as a Christian apologist, an expert on civilization jihad, and his latest book that you can order is, is titled The Cancer of Civilization Jihad. We're talking about Paul Sutliff himself. Paul, how have you been, sir? Thank you for coming back on
0: oh i'm doing pretty good i'm just kind of shocked at uh the amount of people in the united states that do not have a clue as to why things seem to be chaotic and and their college students seem to be loving hamas
1: yeah so this is kind of the discussion that we're bringing up today uh as we see there are apologists all throughout academia right now certainly the schools seem to be pro-hamas Anti-Israel, and they seem to be pretty forthright with that messaging. Paul, Um, when did this happen? Why is it happening? And why are they so comfortable in saying that's their position?
0: Well, a lot of the schools receive funds from Qatar. Is just one of the they'll receive funds from Saudi Arabia and many other uh, school, other countries that are Islamic. Uh, I'll give you an example of one. I wrote about Yale University accepting a $10 million gift to start a Sharia school in 2015. And the current president uh, was still the president then. His name is Dr. Peter Salovey. Um, and then there's the Yale you know, Law School Dean, uh, Robert C. Post. You know, I wrote about these guys, and I asked to debate them, their claims, about how great it would be to teach Sharia on their college campus. <laughs> and, yeah, And then I, I also tried. The guy, the financing, and one of the guys I looked at um, is they—they were naming the school after uh, Abdallah. Sorry, after Salah. Sorry, Abdallah Salah Camel. Now, if you look at actually who that is, his father was named as a possible golden chain financier of Al Qaeda.
1: This so is start- this is Yale. Just so yes, we're clear, Yale
0: University, <laughs> they have a Sharia
1: school. Hardly anybody knows that. Why is that so, Mum? And why? I mean, nobody. I don't hear anybody talking about it right now. And right now would be the time to talk about it.
0: Well, they won't talk about it at Harvard either. Harvard has a sh- has a Sharia school. Okay. And this is the thing. Nobody wants to talk about. It. That's that's why they're they're saying it's okay because they want their their. Islamic Sharia, they want their Sharia lovers to be able to promote Sharia in this country. Uh, They want them to be able to take their, they want to be able to take their money and promote jihad. Now that's the, the point. Islam is all about violence. It is not about, you know, being peaceful. It's only being peaceful to Muslims. There is no God in Islam that promotes love. It's only love for other Muslims. It's hatred to everybody else. And you can find that in the Quran, you can find it in the Hadith, you can find it in the Syrians. There is no love from their God Allah to anyone who is not Muslim. And this is why you see Hamas killing you know, wanting calling for the killing of Jews. They say from the river to the sea. And when you saw the testimonies of the of the college presidents, they were all saying, Well, you know, they didn't hurt anyone. Uh, well, you know, when they cross that barrier, when they actually come to physical, you know, calling, this is called a hate crime. This, uh, I'm not into calling things hate crimes. I really have a problem with that. But um, when you're in, this is inciting violence. If anyone committed an act of violence, those students who preached or those, those people who preached those things should be strung up in some manner. But I'm not saying killed, but I'm saying they should be serving time. They are, I, they are the
1: ones that started this. Paul Sudliffe on the right. Paul, I agree. It's sort of like if a Klansman said, we're going to drag them out and hang them from the trees, even though they didn't directly say exactly what they meant in that, we can assume pretty much that they're talking about killing African-Americans, Jews, or uh, anybody else that they want to... Uh, push their hate upon. And I would say the same thing has to be said with anyone that's pro, pro Hamas saying from the river to the sea. Why is that so hard for people to understand?
0: And then it gets, it gets better. We start this in our public schools uh, with textbooks that are approved by, believe it or not, <laughs> the um, is a committee that was formed, a Committee on Islamic Education, and think about that. This is a Muslim Brotherhood front group. Mm-hmm. They call themselves IRCV, and they review every educational textbook that discusses religion. They put their stamp of approval on it. So the Council on Islamic Education is approving what you teach about Christianity. It's approving what you teach about Judaism. It's approving what you, te- cause there's, you teach about the world religions to your average ninth grader. Um, and that's the issue. So who's approving this stuff? I've actually seen textbooks that say there were no intelligent Christians until the 4th century.
1: This is happening in our high schools and... uh and oh, June- in the
0: advanced placement textbook, by the way.
1: Oh, my God. Yeah. How long has that been going on?
0: Uh,
1: Hard to the say? ones
0: I know of, I would say at least 20 years.
1: Oh my God. When uh, uh, that is just so disturbing. Is that the same for all other major religions or no?
0: Um, it's, 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 again, it's the one who's controlling what's being taught is the council on Islamic education. So they're, they're diminishing. Like they'll, they'll say things like, uh, King David and King Solomon of Palestine in textbooks. Oh, it's, uh, they'll say things like, uh, but the big thing I see in all of the textbooks. In every single world history textbook you will see today on your children's uh, shelves, and for ninth graders I'm I'm talking about specifically, they have a picture of the Dome of the Rock. And next to it, it says, this is where uh, Muhammad ascended into heaven. Well, actually, the true story is Muhammad was sleeping with one of his wives, most likely his child bride, and he was in Mecca at this time. And he had a dream that he got on a flying ass named barak you can take that where you want <laughs>
1: okay
0: and um you know this flying ass and he flew to jerusalem in his dream and there he saw the temple which didn't exist at that time period there was a church there and this is where they say they're, they're trying to say he ascended it. my question is can you know where somebody is in their dream and the answer should be no if you can't know that nobody can know that that particular spot which again he said he saw a temple and it wasn't there (laughs) so this is all a bunch of hooey and this is what's taught to our children every child in the united states just about that takes a goes to a public school uh that uses a textbook in the united states that if it's not published by a christian publisher uh it's this is being taught because if they read the textbook it's there and this is what most teachers see and not all teachers are aware of much of anything about religion. That's So I don't blame the social studies teachers. I blame the people who are allowing this in the textbooks.
1: How do people... Uh, Paul Sutliff, on the line, he's the author of The Cancer of Civilization Jihad. How do people ask for this kind of information? Because this is important. It seems like um, the public eye just isn't aware, is it?
0: Well, I recommend for for people to you can look at the work on um, stuff I've done um, and I've put a lot of it out for free the only thing I charge for is books um, I put things out on paulsutliff.blackspot.com and I only try to write about stuff I think that is really important um, and then then I get to uh, I'll do a weekly thing on Sharia right now uh, critical thinking versus Sharia but the thing is about this, this particular financing of colleges and universities Middle East Forum has a lot about the Islamic financing of public school of public schools and a lot about the, the financing of colleges and universities. Uh, I give them a lot for, I, I think that is something that needs to be discussed. It's actually illegal, by the way, they're not recording this and they're required by law to do this. So many universities are refusing to do the job. They just want to keep the money and those colleges and universities their board of trustees and their presidents should be fired banned from serving in any place when they don't report the foreign funds coming in
1: i'd have to agree 110 percent, paul um we only have 30 seconds i want people to be able to listen to your show that comes out on a weekly basis i know it's uh you, you do it with a lot of other different shows as well just tell everybody where they can check you out sir
0: well, go to YouTube, go to this, and you'll find the Sutliffian Report, and we're on every Thursday from 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Um, and then I also do a show with Usama Dakdak. uh It's called The Straightway of Grace Ministry on YouTube. Uh, we broadcast on about eight different channels, so if you just type in Paul Sutliff, you'll probably
1: find it. Okay, Paul, we'll get you back on soon. Thank you very much. Thank you. Everybody, that's Paul Sutliff. Don't go anywhere. Freedom on deck. More show to go. 94.9 News Now. And stimulating talk. Fox News Radio. And now when you see the light, you
2: stand
3: up for your eyes. Get up. Stand up. Stand up. Stand up for your rights Get up.
1: welcome back to freedom on deck 949 news now and stimulating talk all right guys let's talk about Rudy Giuliani America's mayor as I still love to call him former federal prosecutor in New York City mayor Rudolph Giuliani has been ordered to pay two Georgia election workers 14 I'm sorry 148 million. I thought it said fourteen point eight. That's a lot. Wow, one hundred forty-eight million in August. A federal judge ruled Giuliani had defamed Ruby Freeman and Wondria Shea Moss. After <laughs> what a name! After claiming they had engaged in a ballot fraud scheme in Fulton County, Georgia, during the twenty twenty presidential election, the jury's financial judge uh, final judgment far surpassed the total damages. Claimed by Freeman and Moss, which were 23.9 million and 24.7 million, respectively. Freeman was av- awarded 16 as compensation for the defamation charge, while Moss was awarded another 16, close to 17, an additional 20. 20- was aw- uh, 20 million, in case anybody's wondering what I'm saying. 16, 17, and 20 million was awarded to each in compensation for emotional distress, while 75 oh. million was awarded to both as punitive damages. Uh, very little I can say right now, Giuliani told press outside U.S. District Court in Washington, D.C. on Friday, adding, The absurdity of the number underscores the absurdity of the entire proceedings. The former New York City mayor, Called the threats made against Freeman and Moss abominable and deplorable, but insisted the comments they received I had nothing to do with, Giuliani said he intends to appeal and may have even moved it may move for a new trial. All right. Um this is just insane. That's an insane amount of money. It almost looks like they were just trying to get a buck here. I mean, I it's crazy, C V. This whole thing is absurd and I and I think I think Rudolph Giuliani's right. He didn't try to damage these women. This is absolutely crazy.
2: It's the same playbook that they've been using ever since Trump went down the escalator. Really, anybody involved with Trump gets gets persecuted to the to the ends of the earth, and anybody even who, his wife, even his wife, any anybody who represents him, his lawyers. They get disbarred. They get sued. They get their offices get raided. Whatever happened to you know uh, the right the right of privacy of a client to to not have all, all their documents in their lawyer's office exposed? And it it's, it ha- it happens to all of them. And they're trying to intimidate anybody who questions the election or who tries to shine a light on the corruption. And who asked for a simple and honest audit to determine the chain of custody on all those ballots that poured in at three in the morning the day after the election. On pristine, unfolded ballots. Hundreds at a time with the same handwriting. It's to, it's all to intimidate anybody from questioning the election. First they steal the election and then they put you in jail if you even question the election or if you go to a protest to protest the steal, you wind up in prison, so it's yeah. it's all part of that and uh, uh, uh about emotional distress. I was rammed off the road once in two thousand and nine. I had a sign in the back of my car that said "Impeach Hussein Obama," right? <laughs> and yeah. I was rammed off the road and my car flipped over, but it landed on its wheels. But the roof of my no car, no way, caved. really, yes, it yeah, the roof of my car caved in. I was knocked out. I was uh, they had to use the jaws of life it was a rainy day and okay. uh, I was knocked out next thing I know I was in an ambulance and I passed out again I was in the hospital for a couple of days I lost a I lot I remember
1: of- you saying something about it but I didn't remember it was that
2: that is that's
1: crazy so I heard about
2: I went to a lawyer and I and and I wanted to sue and I had all these witnesses that said the guy did it on purpose he rammed my car it was a clear cut and dry and this this lady who was working in that office, like yelled at me. She says, you recovered. You don't have any, you don't have, you, you don't have any injuries. You can't, you can't sue if you, if you're, re- you recovered. I said, what about emotional distress? And she like laughed at me. I think she was a libtard because she knew that uh, why, why I was Maybe. rammed off the road. Yeah, right. But so, emotional distress does not count. You could, you, you could accuse anybody of anything, especially in a political year. Everybody's, Everybody's yelling at everybody, calling everybody names. You're going to attack. You're going to sue somebody. You're going to sue Giuliani for $148 million because he said what you did. He didn't didn't even say it It was on video. It was on video. It wasn't defamation of character.
1: He didn't create the video. We all
2: saw the video of them dragging the 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 suitcases out from under the table after they told everybody to go home, right? And then they continued pushing them through the machine. Sometimes three, sometimes the same ballot three times in a row.
1: It, the, the crazy part is they sued for I think together it was somewhere close to eighty to, with the two of them, and they they ended up giving them more. It's 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 absolutely mind numbing to see that it's a Uh, it's, it's It's a judge making a bad decision and really, really feeding it to Giuliani because probably I would have to assume that the judge overseeing this case is a lefty libtard. Yeah. Just like they all are. It seems like they are. How can we trust our system when it's littered with these leftards that attack people like Giuliani or anybody that's associated with Donald Trump or anybody that's a conservative gets attacked by these these pit bulls
2: judges? Yeah, it is sick. Did you see in the news today how uh, Elise Stefanik filed a misconduct complaint against an Obama appointed judge? Over alleged election I meddling. I did see that. Yes, and she's she could be ballsy sometimes. Uh, she's she's not always on target, but when when she's on something, she's on it like a pit bull. Yeah, and she doesn't let go. And she's exactly right. All these all these uh, judges are are getting up in interviews and on social media, uh, bashing Donald Trump all over the place. That's totally yeah, obvious. That's totally illegal. You can't you can't pretend to be an impartial judge and then go up there and bash somebody politically when you have a case on your desk that you have to decide on that same person.
1: <laughs> it's one of the questions I always get, C.V., when I talk about the fact that the election was stolen, which it was. Donald Trump is still the president uh, here on FOD. They always say, well, what about all the judges that ruled against Trump? And and I'm like,
2: well, no, they like, didn't rule who, against Trump. They didn't take the uh, case. Exactly. They well, that's the case. first
1: and foremost. They didn't take the case. And second of all, um, from all the judges that I saw, they're all political hacks. I mean, yeah. these things were all planned out. They planned to do this in the states and districts where they knew they could get away with it, whether yeah. it was because if it was brought to. trial or anything like that they wanted to be covered that way too so of course they had that all set up i know it sounds diabolical and horrible and to think that our amer that that american justice is teetering with people like that at the helm but it's true
2: yep if you used to vote democrat and you consider yourself a pretty smart person well educated well read you uh are very logical in the way you look at things. You you take things on a case by case basis. Then you can't vote for this regime. Now, this is not the same Democrat party that you were involved in 10, 20 years ago. This is not the same. You have to be honest. Anybody, anybody who goes along with this stuff is a libtard. And I mean that because they, they are mentally ill. They are mentally challenged. They, do not have logic. They cannot have a conversation. They are trained not to answer a question even in a debate. Anybody who does not answer your question that gets to the core of a matter is has given up the debate, is lost, has lost the debate. And, Circling the drain. Yeah, you, you know darn well that all these cases are politicized. Of course they are. And you're really going to say that Trump had his day in court about this sketchy, to say the least, And you know, it was sketchy to say the least election when no judge would even take the case and you're going to say the evidence of the case was tried and adjudicated. If you say that you are either stupid or, you know, you're lying. Just look
1: at the New York judge that was screaming. I don't want to hear from him. Yeah. We're talking about the President of the United States, whether you want to call him that or not. And don't like, like Stevie has said many times, stop calling him the former president. He's the President of the United States. He's our yes. president, and we are running down on it. Listen, same freedom time, same freedom station. Next week here on 949 News Now and stimulating talk. God bless America.